You're listening to The Preppy Podcast, and I'm your host, Patricia May Olson. I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch and listen to past episodes at thepreppypodcast.com, and be sure to follow at The Preppy Podcast and me, Patricia underscore May underscore Olson on Instagram. friends. Welcome back to the Preppy Podcast. I'm so excited you're here with me today. I have another fun episode. This one is with Maisie Clark. She is a very talented artist, um, and I was so thrilled to get to meet her in person back in January, actually at the Southern Sea. And I just had a great time chatting with her and learning more about what she does in this episode. She's super talented. Um, I love her derby pieces, especially, which are perfect for this time of year if you're planning on entertaining for the derby, but she also does gorgeous uh, custom home portraits, which I think I might need in my future. So let's get into this week's episode. All right. So let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do. Awesome. My name is Maisie Clark. I am an illustrator based out of Louisville, Kentucky, and I started my business with um, creating watercolor house portraits for clients, and it's kind of grown and blossomed from there. That was in 2016, and since then, I've expanded to tea towels, ceramic pieces, silk scarves for corporate clients, private clients. Um, so yeah, I just, I love creating products with my original illustrations. That's sort of the, the heart of the business. Yes. And I, um, you're so talented, first of all, like I love following along and seeing your gorgeous pieces. Um, and I got to meet you in person at the Southern Sea recently, which was so fun. And you, um, had given us all some fun gift wrap, which is super cute. Um, I don't know. Do you have that for sale on your website? Um, I do have other wrapping paper. I'm about to list that same wrapping paper. Yeah. The Southern Sea is such a wonderful, gosh, it's such a wonderful event for so many reasons. And I'm so glad we finally got to meet in person. Definitely. No, it was so wonderful. So I always like to start um, more towards the beginning. So you as a kid, what were you like as a kid? Were you artistic at all? Like, tell me about your childhood. I was artistic and I was also entrepreneurial too. So I always loved drawing. I was, I had every single book of Ed Emberley who teaches you how to draw kind of everything. Like he has a book called, you know, um, draw a world or something like that. And it just, it, that, those were my favorite books and they kind of still are my favorite books as an adult. Um, And then I also, um, I started my first business actually when I was about eight or nine years old. Um, I have two older brothers and as any um, younger sibling can relate to, I was often, um, I'll say dragged along to a lot of sporting events and I was bored. And so my mom gave me a little bit of seed money and I opened up a little snack bar And um, so I would sell snacks and drinks to uh, other siblings, parents, uh, fans, and spectators at my brother's sporting events. So that was kind of my uh, first business. Um, But yeah, I I loved creating things. I loved crafts. I loved drawing. 
So um, there's probably no surprise that I'm doing what I'm doing now. I love that story about selling snacks. That is so smart. Um, And I I just love hearing everyone's like young entrepreneurial stories. I think they're so great and creative. Well, it was so fun too. And then also in high school, I would make jewelry. And so I I went to boarding school and my senior year, I I got in early to college and kind of had a little bit of time on my hands. So I made and sold jewelry out of my dorm room um, in high school. And that so that I feel like again, I love selling things, I love creating things, and I love when people um, are excited and and purchase from me. That is so fun. So, okay, you went to boarding school, then where and what did you end up studying in college? Was it something in business or entrepreneur, or, or was it you know, did you go an arts route? So, I started off as a fine arts major, and um, about probably the middle of my sophomore year was kind of really sort of struggling with what the future would look like as a fine art major. Because again, I love selling things and I think that there are really wonderful artists who out who go out there and create work and sell it. But I was really, I was a lot more interested in kind of the design aspect. So I, I, after my sophomore year, so I was two years as a fine art major, I transferred uh, colleges and moved back to my uh, hometown and finished my degree in interior design. So it was a really great uh, creative, you know, creative major where I could be creative, but also kind of start to think about what a job would look like after graduation. That is super cool. So when you were studying art then originally, at that point, did you realize you had a talent in art or did that come later? Um, I think so. I, you know, I was never this child prodigy by any means. Um, I think I just loved it so much that I would just find ways to take as many classes and and just learn as much as I could. Um, you know, in high school, I learned Photoshop, and you know, as a freshman or sophomore, and you know, I use Photoshop every day. I used it yesterday. So um, I think for me, I am more of a lifelong learner. I love taking classes. I love investigating things. So I think that, you know, I I have a talent in art, but I've also worked hard at improving and and sort of expanding that that skill set. Definitely. And I love how you said you're a lifelong learner because I'm the same way. I sign up for <clears throat> multiple classes. Like I love whether it's a, a sport or it's, um, you know, a floral arranging class or my husband makes fun of me because I'm like, you know, we should learn pickleball. I'm going to take yeah. lessons for pickleball. And he's like, you don't have to take lessons for that. And I'm like, no, I want to learn the right way and I want to learn all about it. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so fun. Um, okay. So you then have your degree, um, in interior design. So what was your first career? Like, what did you do before you started your own business? So I, so I graduated college in 2008. And if anyone is um, in that era, probably remembers it being a pretty terrible time to look for a job. And um, so I ended up, I was right out of college. I was substitute teaching, which God bless teachers. They are not paid enough. Um, as just kind of a stopgap and was looking for jobs and ended up at 
um, an architecture firm in Washington, D.C., and I was um, hired as a marketing coordinator. So I was working on the marketing side with the hopes that I would then transition into the interior design department. Um, I was there for probably about two and a half, three years, and that transition was promised, and it just kind of never never took root. And so I ended up leaving that job in, um, I guess that was 2012, and I started graduate school. And I completed my master's in exhibition design. So it was kind of that idea of designing spaces um, that I was learning and kind of using a little bit on, you know, side gigs here and there, but um, taking it to the next level with museums. So I um, stayed in Washington uh, to um, work on my master's and ended up working with museums. Um, I worked at uh, Air and Space and also American History, both under the Smithsonian umbrella. So I just, I loved the behind the scenes. I loved the design aspect of it. And, um, and I still do a little bit of that today too. That is so cool. So um, then at what point did you decide to jump in and do something for yourself? Yeah. So I would say it was really towards the end of graduate school. So I ended up, did graduate school in 2014 and moved to Kentucky at the end of that year. And, you know, I was in my, I was in my late twenties, people were getting married and I didn't really have a huge budget for wedding presents or new, you know, people would buy new houses and I wanted to give them gifts. So I started illustrating um, houses as you, or like the wedding venue and give it to the couple as a wedding present. And it was so fun because I love doing it. I, you know, have a little bit more of a design architectural background. So it was just a fun thing to do. And then my friends would come back and say, oh, could you do this for my parents? I'll pay you. And um, and again, kind of going back to that, like being a creator and also liking selling things, I, you know, I thought to myself, this might, this might have some legs. So I started, you know, kind of advertising more on Instagram uh, taking orders over Instagram, which was kind of not, you know, terribly fun. I have a, I have a real life big girl website now, but, you know, managing all that via um, Instagram and email and stuff. But that is really honestly how the business started is it was really out of necessity after, um, you know, kind of being a poor postgraduate student and needing some gifts and uh, people were willing to um, pay me for it. So that was that was sort of so exciting. Yeah. So you got down and got creative. So you launched then basically um, with more like architecture sort of drawings. And now you have a lot more than that, I would say. So tell me about then initially you were um, promoting and sort of selling through Instagram. So at what point were you like, you know, this is a, a good business for me. I should pursue this further, like develop a website and then maybe dig into some other some other products. Tell me about that process a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So I was I was living in Louisville, um, Louisville, Kentucky, where I where I live now and base my business out of. Um, so I was doing house portraits and and again I was just I had that itch to sort of expand and not really um, have to create, you know, everything by hand. Every house portrait um, is obviously painted by hand. And so I started to kind of think about what it would look like to start to put my illustrations on 
fabric or um, other products. And the first product that I started with was tea towels. And I was actually telling someone this weekend um, because they had asked a similar question. And I said, oh, well, I would buy, uh, I would design my tea towels and get them printed on yards of fabric, get the yards of fabric, cut them up, and then hem them on a sewing machine. It was the worst. I mean, it was, you know, it's one of those things where if anyone has started a business or, you know, kind of have like had to get creative about creating something, you know, you, you look back, I mean, I look back now and I just think about how inefficient and how, you know, silly the whole thing was, but I mean, really it was sort of a a product of, um, necessity. And I wanted to sort of experiment that experiment with that. Um, so tea towels were my first product that I, uh, I would say manufactured. And I mean that literally at first, but, um, now I luckily have a um, supplier who does that, who does all that for me. But, um, but yeah, I just sort of investigating what that looks like um, about transferring designs onto different products. So it was just really exciting to kind of see where that could take me. I started um, uh, working with shops on sort of a consignment basis to see if they would sell. Um, and then, you know, and, and also too, during this time, I'm working a full-time job doing all of this and doing all of this in the corner of my one bedroom apartment. So kind of to sort of paint the picture a little bit of, you know, this is not just me. Um, I was working two full-time jobs essentially. Wow. That, that's always hard, but I think a lot of us, I mean, that's how I started my PR company is I, I sort of was working at a firm and then freelancing on the side. So you know, you, you kind of have to sometimes work double to, to ensure that your business, um, is a, is an actual business and is going to be able to provide for you. Um, and so I think it's, it's so funny how you talk about how your original product, like the process of that and looking back, but (laughs) you know, back then, I mean, I'm sure like that's so smart that you did, like, I wouldn't think to, Oh, if I, if I get this printed and then cut that, like, and then sew it, like, I mean, to have the skills to, to do the sewing on the outside and everything, um, I, I think, you know, that's what being an entrepreneur is. It's kind of figuring things out, whether it might not be the most uh, straight and arrow way the first time, but yeah. later, you know, you'll you'll develop it and you, you have to start somewhere, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, only looking back, do I see how ridiculous that is. <laughs> like, in the moment, I was like, well, I'm getting it done. Like, you know, I can't afford to, you know, order hundreds of these and um, didn't have the demand yet. So, yeah. So only looking back now, am I like, oh, my gosh. Also, I am not particularly skilled in a sewing machine either. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't imagine. I'm so bad with a sewing machine. So oh to gosh. learn that is impressive as well, to be able to, to finish this product. <laughs> now, um, tell me about your brand today for those listening. Like, all of your product assortments, um, sort of, sort of what you have available. Are you still doing custom um, home portraits? Tell everyone listening. Yeah, of course. So I still, um, I still do a ton of watercolor house portraits. Those, um, you know, as I grow this business, those are still at the heart of it. I, you know, have scaled back, but um, the. The heart of the business is really about that charming original illustration 
um, and artwork. So I do watercolor house portraits, but I've also expanded to uh, usable objects. I do, um, I have ceramic products, anything from like a little trinket tray to um, a, a large platter. And the, after the, after my tea towel um, uh, sewing expedition, I started investigating how to print on ceramics. So I um, invested in a ceramic decal printer. So now I have everything in-house for ceramics. Um, and so um, what is really exciting to me about the ceramics is that they're all food safe, dishwasher safe, and oven safe. So I, I was always really committed and thoughtful about using the most um, high quality products that I could. I didn't want to make something and put it out in the world and it fade or you know not be useful in a year or so. So I have um, ceramics, I have tea towels, and then kind of in the in the last year or two, I've started adding. Uh, silk scarves, as well as wrapping paper, um, like the one that you mentioned um, from the Southern Sea. So I just, it's it's so fun. It's just sort of an experiment, you know, trying to experiment and seeing what looks good. And, and it's fun to kind of have that uh, sort of relationship between the artwork and the product. And, you know, not every illustration works on every single product, um, but being really thoughtful and creative and um, to create products that people are excited to have in their home or to gift. And um, so, yeah, it's just, it's been so fun. And um, yeah, I just love, love creating new products and new collections. And I love how you mentioned, you know, obviously it was a little bit of a process finding those products to make sure, you know, that, that they don't fade, that they hold up. Um, And so I think, you know, that, that's something unique too, is the fact that um, they're products you can live with and you can gift and you can feel good about giving them and know that, you know, they're a great quality. Not only do they have this amazing uh, art by you on them, but also the qualities there and, and you've kind of done the testing for it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when it comes to new designs, like where do you find inspiration for that? Like speaking of that gift wrap that you um, gave us at the Southern Sea, I think that is so fun. It had like a little beach chair on it. It's just so happy and fun. So where did you get inspiration for that or just in general? I love looking at, you know, I typically, and when I'm looking for inspiration, I go to a couple places. Um, I love looking at sort of adjoining Um, industries, you know, kind of going and looking what interior design trends there are, what the trends are even in fashion and kind of, you know, what are, what are clothing brands doing in terms of the patterns and, and, you know, the motifs that they're looking at. And then also I am so old school. I love going to the library and just blocking out like an hour or two and going up and down um, in different, you know, genres of books and stuff and just picking up books and seeing what catches my eye. Um, I think obviously Pinterest is such a great resource, but you can totally get lost and distracted. And the great thing about books is it's very sort of singular in, in topic. And it's just, it's nice to kind of get out of the studio and walk around. Um, so, and, and also too, I have to say, it's like, I think that there are, ideas and things that sort of need time to marinate in my brain. And then all of a sudden it kind of comes out as this like fully formed idea. Like I wish I could kind of explain it better than that, but there'll be kind of, you know, maybe it's a new equestrian motif and, and there's a challenge because, you know, 
there's a lot of there's a lot of things that feature equestrian horses racing you know all these different things and it's sort of like it's a challenge to think of something different something that hasn't really been done in a certain way um so i just i you know just sort of let my brain kind of think of all the ideas and and i try to write them all down just because i also forget things too but but yeah i think you know just being open to getting inspiration from you know, from places that you didn't really expect. I mean, like maybe you go to a beautiful restaurant and the way that they've um, framed the artwork, or maybe it's the architecture, or maybe it's the light fixture. I mean, there's so many things out there that can give you inspiration. And I think if you are a watercolor illustrator like me or an interior designer, if you're only looking in your own industry and you're only looking at peers that share your, um, your, your vision or, you know, your kind of style, then I think you're kind of missing out on other sources of inspiration. No, definitely. And I love that you mentioned going to an actual library. I didn't even think of that, which sounds so silly. (laughs) Um, But I do feel like sometimes on Pinterest, you know, I see the same things over and over again, or it's like you search for one thing and then the algorithm on there, like that's all it's giving you now. And um, so you can kind of get into a rut. I could totally see that. And sometimes there's things in books though, like, you know, I have some some old books just at the house and looking at them, I'm like, huh, this is so different. And, you know, I, I don't see that on the internet or I don't see that on Pinterest and Instagram. Um, so I, I definitely like that idea. Now, I want to ask you about marketing. Like when it comes to getting the word out and promoting your products um, and reaching customers, like what, what's what been the best tool for you? What's worked for you? Um, that is a great question. I feel like Instagram is a really great, I mean, that is really how this business started. I mean, it's sort of word of mouth, people sharing things on Instagram. Um, but the last uh, year, maybe about a year and a half, I've really started working on building out a great email um, community. So I love, I, I um, send out a weekly newsletter. And that is just been such a really great way to not only provide value to my customers, but also stay top of mind as, you know, any small business really needs to. Um, and then also Pinterest too, since what, you know, um, since what I do is so visual and, um, you know, Instagram is, you know, Instagram is fine, but you know, the algorithm and, and trying to compete and things like that. But, um, really kind of working on platforms. I mean, like Pinterest is really, it's not social media. It's really kind of a search engine. And then also really working on that email newsletter and just, um, you know, trying to find ways to delight and and, uh, inform my customer and, you know, in ways that they don't necessarily have to buy something from me to experience. You know, maybe it's a um, it's a new tape that I love for wrapping presents, or maybe it's the place where I love finding the best ribbon, or um, I love creating like little printable gift tags so they can just, you know, print it out or, you know, something that really gives value and kind of hopefully positions me as kind of the, their go-to girl for gifting and, and um, you know, different ideas and kind of all those things uh, surrounding gifting and, and cute little products. 
that's such a great point. Um, you know, I think Instagram is great for almost capturing some new eyes initially, um, but it doesn't always translate to sales. And I think focusing on your existing customers or or those people who may be signed up for your newsletter on your website because they want that 10% off or if they're curious, you know, focusing on those people because if you're handing over your email address, then that's it's much more personal. Um, and so you're doing that so smartly by making it valuable what you're offering them. They're, you're not just pushing sales down their throat, but you're also providing them something of value, whether it's, you know, those tips of where you get ribbon or it's actually a printable thing for them to use um, to pair with your products. I think that's so smart and um, not enough people realize that. Yeah. And I mean, especially since, I mean, if if you've been in small business and you kind of have, have read anything about marketing, I mean, you know, the biggest return on investment, I don't know if it is the, but it's one of the top return on investments um, is your email list. I mean, it's a list that you own. Um, and yeah, I mean, those are, you know, and, and I love, you know, I don't, I'm not a huge um, sale-based company. I'm not running sales every other week, but I love, you know, the people who are waking up Monday morning, receiving Maisie mail, um, they are the ones that are going to get the promo codes. There's, they're the ones who are invested in, you know, the community that I'm building and, um, yeah, it's just fun. And it's a fun way to really have those conversations where, you know, you can have conversations on Instagram, um, through DMS and stuff like that, but you're right. I mean, like email is personal. I mean, like you are in their email, um, inbox and, and I don't, I don't want to take that for granted. And I also want them to keep opening their emails. Mm-hmm. For sure. Now, what would you say is your greatest challenge when it comes to business? What's the hardest part? I think just, you know, I am a one woman shop. Um, I, you know, I have in the past, I've had, you know, some contractors helping me with things like things, you know, social media, Pinterest, all that. Um, but right now I have, um, sort of taken back all of that. So I think as as a small business owner, I think it's, you know, running the day-to-day things inside of my business, but then also having that uh, future-focused mindset of saying like, okay, this is, you know, I'm, I'm getting all my emails, I'm getting all the orders out, but, you know, what are we going to be doing, you know, next derby or, you know, whatever. We uh, Sort of trying to straddle both worlds, I think, is a challenge. Um, and, and also too, you know, I'm the, I'm the artist too. So trying to keep that, um, keep the artwork fresh, keep it, um, keep it charming and, um, yeah, just do it. Just do it at all. (laughs) Balance. I think that's what, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with for sure. So you're not alone in that. Yes. Oh, yes. Now, what about, um, a moment you're really proud of or a pinch me moment in terms of business. Yeah. So I am, I'm currently working on one of those right now. And I'm, I'm, it's one of those things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, I want to tell everyone, but it's sort of still in the works. So that I have, I have kind of a stay tuned pinch me um, um, moment, but I, um, I've had a really wonderful working relationship with, uh, with Draper James, Reese Witherspoon's uh, clothing brand. Um, and they are just such a fun group to work with. They have, I've worked with them on the illustration side. Um, 
they had me uh, come model for um, for Christmas or for holiday uh, 2022, I guess. Um, I'm not a model, but I was so flattered to be included. Um, but they are just a really fun group. And I have sort of pitched them ideas for illustrations and for things like that. Um, and they've said yes. And it's just, you know, it, they're, they are a dream client. If I could replicate them, that would be, that would be awesome. Just uh, a brand that is dedicated to, you know, promoting small business and kind of open to, you know, different ideas in terms of illustration and artwork. Yeah. No, I think everyone, I mean, everyone listening and those that I've interviewed on this podcast, everyone loves Ruth Witherspoon. So I can't imagine collaborating with them. That that has to truly be um, a dream. But I'm curious, like, who would be your other dream customer or collaboration similar if you had to pick another one? Well, I, I mean, so many. Um, you know, I I think for me, I am entering in this like, you know, I love thinking about dream clients, but I think like in terms of sort of dream partnerships, I have this like, you know, I would love to have kind of a um, collaboration that's a little bit out of the box. I have that on my goal list is like an out of the box collaboration. I mean, whether it um, be with, you know, a shoe company and I do like cute illustrations for, you know, cute loafers or something like that. Or, um, also like home decor in terms of fabric and wallpaper, that would be a dream. Um, just really anything where I can translate my illustrations to different products. Um, did a sort of, um, spec project with, uh, someone who created, um, who designed uh, handbags and I designed a repeating um, fabric design for the liner. Um, So yeah, I just think there's like those collaborations where it's sort of, you know, as much as you can plan and set goals, there are some things that just sort of hit you over the side of the head and you're like, that's what I want to do. Or, you know, someone comes up with an idea and you're like, oh, that's, I never thought of that. So I think those are just sometimes the most fun. And like a new a new medium that, you know, you might not do on your own um, or might not think about. Those are always really fun to see, you know, a different a different perspective on your art, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. So since this is the Preppy Podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? Oh my gosh. I feel like Preppy is in my is in my DNA. So um I grew up right outside of um Washington DC. So I grew up in Virginia and um you know I I remember as a little kid and I still have the copy of it in my house is um we had the Preppy handbook. Um and it was just it was sort of essential reading. I mean I just remember reading it as a little kid. Um and I think that sort of a a synonymous um term I would use is classic and um I just I think that there's something really um really fun about sort of that preppy preppy lifestyle whether it be the way you dress the way you decorate um I think sort of with the grand millennial uh trend nowadays people are you know excited about inheriting their mom or grandmother's you know uh furniture again whereas you know a couple of years ago that might not have been the case but I think it's just sort of that you know, I think now in this sort of day and age, it's sort of the idea of mixing the old and new mm-hmm. um, and sort of relying back on those classic motifs. 
I like that mixing the old with the new and yeah. I definitely think you know the grand millennials are, are keeping it alive and well <laughs> absolutely absolutely it was you know I mean there's there are things that I feel like you know maybe 10 15 years ago people wouldn't even think about incorporating into their decor or even their um even their wardrobe and yeah. I think that something I mean particularly exciting for someone who sells uh, silk scarves is I feel like silk scarves have sort of um, made a little bit of kind of a resurgence in terms of people, you know, wearing them, experimenting with them. Um, and I feel like that's just such a classic uh, staple. And and it's just fun to see what people are doing their their own kind of twist on on the traditional pieces. Yeah, for sure. Now, um, what's a bestseller on your website? And then what's your personal favorite? Um, bestsellers are always, um, well, I shouldn't say always, um, the watercolor house portraits, those, um, whether it's, oh, excuse me, um, Christmas is, um, such a top seller for, um, for those in terms of my personal favorite on the website. Let me think. I do love, I, I love the silk scarves. I think those are fun. Um, but really, honestly, I, I have these little bud vases. They're four inches tall and they're ceramic. And those were one of my like really, really early additions to, to my ceramic pieces. And they, um, they are, I don't know if it's just Louisville or, but I feel like every time I meet someone or I introduce myself, they're like, your name sounds really familiar. I think I have they're like, do you make these little bud vases? And I feel like they've kind of become a little bit of like my calling card because like I sell them at shows and they're just such an easy thing um, to pick up. And you can just put like a little tulip in there, a little sprig of holly in the uh, during the holidays and stuff. So I just, I don't know. I, I love the bud vases. Those are just, they're so fun. And um, and I have them in a couple of different uh, styles and, and designs. Those sound so cute. I'm going to have to check those out. Yeah, you should. And I'm working on um, creating kind of some interesting packaging ideas for them because right now, you know, they're sold in a set of three. So I've I've created this little box that you can kind of put over the neck of a wine bottle and wrap it all up together um, just because they're just they're a sweet little thing to put on a windowsill or in a powder room. And they're just I don't know, they, they just are so happy and and bright. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely going to check those out. What is your favorite vacation destination? Oh my gosh. So I um I would have to say I'm actually headed back there in the in the fall. Um and and the first time I experienced this place was not on, necessarily on vacation, but um I studied abroad in Florence in college. And this this fall, I am so excited. I am uh going as sort of a traveling artist to Tuscany. Um, this fall for a week. And I'm uh, attending this uh, creative women's retreat and I'm going to lead a couple different workshops and things like that. So I don't know. I think there's something magical about Tuscany. I don't know if it's because I studied abroad there and it was just sort of the time, you know, the time of my life being in my late teens, early twenties. And um, so, I, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily a vacation destination. Well, I guess it, I guess it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think that there's something magical. I think it's sort of the, the mixture of the history and the art and the architecture and the food. I mean, like what, 
what is, you know, what else can you ask for? That sounds magical. Um, I'm so jealous. That conference sounds like it's amazing yeah, too. And, yes. And that is all thanks to the Southern Sea. I, I made that connection and, and made those plans in Sea Island. And um, so yeah, so huge shout out to uh, to the Southern Sea for that. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Where's, um, speaking of, you know, resources for business then, what would you suggest people check out? Like where's somewhere that you go, whether it's, you know, a a group like the Southern Sea or it's a website or a book, like what would you recommend? Yeah. So in, um, in Louisville, we have a, um, it is a free resource for us and it's the Small Business Development Center. Um, and it's, uh, I believe it's funded by the SBA, Small Business Administration. Um, and in Louisville, and I'm sure, I, I think I'm un- my understanding is this is available to other cities and states is, you know, they offer free business mentoring, um, uh, workshops, classes, you know, lifelong learner. Again, I love, you know, like you, I'm going <laughs> to sign up for anything that's, you know, teaching me how to increase my, you know, SEO or whatever. But um, I think that, and then also too, I, you know, if you are, a small business owner or an aspiring business owner, um, finding a group of like-minded um, business uh, owners or entrepreneurs, I think that is something that is so crucial, especially, I mean, since when you're starting out or, you know, I've been doing this almost eight years now and even still, I mean, you know, you get in your kind of groove of doing things by yourself or maybe, you know, with a couple couple contractors or one or two employees, but it's just so nice to be able to, to have someone who understands what you're going through and you can pick up the phone and say, am I crazy? Or is this, you know, whatever, or this client is driving me crazy. Like, can I just like talk to you for five minutes before I, you know, lose my, uh, lose my head on this. And it's just, it's just so nice to have that camaraderie. And cause you know, when you're starting out, there's not a lot of people and, and, you know, you have friends, but if they don't own their own business or they're not interested in entrepreneurship, they're probably going to think you're a little bit crazy. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I think I still have some people in my in my life who are like, why do you do this to yourself? And I'm like, <laughs> couldn't imagine it any other way. So um, yeah, I just, I think like, you know, use your resources. I mean, whether it be, um, whether it be like an SBA uh, small business administration, you know, outlet in your area or books or networks, whether in person or online. I mean, just, you know, it's a, it can be a lonely road. And so, you know, fine, you know, misery loves company sometimes. I mean, not all the time, but, um, but yeah, I think just look for, look for your people. That's a great answer. Definitely. I love, look for your people. You know, everyone needs people in their corner, um, someone to bounce ideas with, or even just commiserate with, like we yes. said. Oh my uh, gosh. What are three brands or other businesses that you love and want to give a shout out to? Oh my gosh. So many. Um, I, uh, so I have recently, um, there's a brand in Louisville that I would love to give a shout out to. Um, and it's Threads and Honey. Um, she does beautiful, um, she does beautiful embroidery and things like that. Um, she has just started. So I feel like 
Um, we met up a couple times and I'm just like, I'm so excited about all of the things she's doing and stuff like that. It's just also so nice to be around people who are just starting out again. Cause it kind of reminds you like, oh yeah, I was like you once. Like I was, you know, <laughs> excited. I mean, I'm still very excited about what I do, but like, you know, kind of that freshness. Um, yeah, I mean, again, Draper James, love, love you guys. You guys are such a fun, um, fun client to, to work with. And I'm actually wearing Draper James right now and just got a new, uh, new pair of tree torns too. So, um, and then, uh, I think also too, um, Allie Catherine over at June St. George, that girl's killing it. I mean, I know, you know, cause I mean, we have <laughs> her in common, but, um, I got to visit with her as well at Southern Sea and she's just such a great, um, she's such a great brand, but she's also just such a great connector. I mean, she is someone who, you know, got, got us all together for dinner and, you know, just made sure that no one was, was left out and her, her products are absolutely beautiful. Um, so I'm hoping for, for another, a future collaboration with her as well. I love that. I love all of those brands and I'm so jealous that you got the new Draper James, uh, tree torn shoes because uh, they sold yeah. out before I could. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I had, yeah. So I had some credit there and I was like, oh my gosh, I need these. So I, I just remember I was like, it was like Sunday morning. I was in bed and I was like placing my order as soon as I got the email. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I have the, I have the, um, the blue and white ones and I just got the pink and white ones. So uh. I'm super, super excited. I'll let you borrow them. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> So what's next for you? Any like sneak peeks? Are you working on a new collection or, um, you know, new product? Yeah. So I just launched a um, needlepoint collection, which is so fun. Um, and it's something that um, is near and dear to my heart. My mom um, was a rabid needlepointer. I have something in every room of my house she needlepointed. Um So I did that. And then kind of I alluded to sort of the pinch me moment. I'm working on um, I'm working on a book cover, um, for a large publisher up in New York. So that's kind of something that's still in the works. Um, very excited about that. Um, and yeah, always trying to kind of think of the new collections. I'm, I'll probably have, um, hopefully maybe by the time this is, this is out, I have launched maybe a tiny little capsule collection for Derby since, mm-hmm. I'm in Louisville and Derby is, is, um, big news here. So I always like to kind of have something, something new to sprinkle in, uh, sort of equestrian Derby related. I love that. I can't wait to see all these new, exciting things. Yeah. So my final question is where can people find you? Let them know your Instagram, your website, anything else. Yeah, it is super easy. It's um, MaisieClark.com. And then all of my other handles are the same. It's all um, Maisie Clark um, on Instagram. Um, I uh, post a lot on Instagram and I love to um, see new faces there. And um, and also I'd love for you to uh, sign up for Maisie Mail. It's an um, email community um, and you get a uh, some gifting and decor inspiration every Monday morning. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Maisie. This was so fun learning more about you and your business um, and all the exciting things you have in the works. I know. Likewise. Thank you so much, Patricia, for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 